Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love talking to creative people. Today my guest is somebody who is celebrating a big anniversary, Robert Schrock. He is the person who first conceived and directed the first production of the musical review Naked Boy Singing, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary. There have been performances of it all over the world. It started in Los Angeles at the Celebration Theater. It's gone off Broadway. It's played everywhere from Puerto Rico to Australia to Scandinavia, um, maybe Utah. I may have misread that. Maybe not Utah. I don't know. But anyway, it's been 25 years. Uh, there was a film version of it that came out in the mid-2000s. Uh, there's a soundtrack album. It's a musical review. With Naked Boys singing. They do different kinds of songs. They do group numbers, individual numbers, and they're naked the whole time. Um, I remember when it premiered in L.A. It was kind of part of that trend of naked theater. I saw Jeff Stryker in a play once, the porn star. And I remember he, <laughs> he, he went through the audience and he was oily and it stained my jacket. But I'm not here to air past grievances with Jeff Stryker. I'm here to talk to Robert Schrock, uh, who now lives in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and I'm intrigued about that, too, because he got the hell out of Dodge. Um, so I wanted to hear about that. I wanted to hear about his memories about the show, which is 25 years old. But before we get to that, I want to remind you that this podcast, Dennis Anyone, is brought to you by Chevrolet. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It has nothing to do with Chevrolet. I just like saying that because it makes me seem like I have a sponsor. It's brought to you by me. I pretty much do it, and I love doing it. But if you want to help support the podcast, if you like what you hear, there are two ways you can do that. You can go to dennisanyone.net slash support and leave a tip in my virtual tip jar. Help me cover the expenses that come with doing the podcast. Or you can become a subscriber to DNR Studios. That's a group of shows that I'm part of. Uh, for a monthly fee, you get my show two days early and you get all these other great shows. Very um, LGBT-friendly stuff. That's at dnrstudios.com. You can learn about that. And now, without any further ado, here is the interview with Robert Schrock. Joining me now from beautiful Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, it's Robert Schrock. He conceived the show Naked Boy Singing. He also was one of the writers on it. He produced it. He directed it. You're the you're the Naked Boy, uh, the daddy, the naked the daddy of the Naked Boys. I don't know uh, if that's fair to say, but uh, welcome to the that, welcome I to the heard podcast. That before. It's good. All right, <laughs> thank awesome. you. First of all, I want to move to Puerto Vallarta. You did that. Did it? Just did it? Didn't you even look behind. Did it? Now you're. Yeah. Is it just you, or you? I think you're in a you're you're in a couple. Yeah, I've been married for well, I don't know how many years we've been married, but we've been together forty six years. So. Fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, and so we just picked up and and moved. I'm not don't want to get political on this uh, podcast, but the day um, Trump was elected, we made our reservations for Puerto Vallarta. We'd never been here. We came down a month later for five days, bought a condo, sight uns. Well, we did we did see that, and uh, and we moved. Wow, we'd never been here. I fantasize <laughs> about doing that. Um, do it. What's been great about it, and what's the what's the drawbacks, or what what's? Oh my God! What would you warn um, me about if I were going to do it? Well, first of all, the people are wonderful. They're, yeah. They, everybody, the the expats and everybody, but but the 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 Mexican nationals are just they're just wonderful. It's really friendly, nice, nice, nice place to live. And um, what's excellent about about it is the bay. Yeah. Uh, we have the Bay of Banderas and uh, fantastic restaurants. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just an easier way to live. There's, a, there's an attitude that people have here that people don't have on, in the States. And, and, and it's life is important here. F family is important. They don't really care if they have a brand new car. Right. Um, it's you not know, a so status it, obsessed. Not, not, not at all, and not, not materialistic at all. They, you know, they work as much as they need to. Yeah, and uh, and that's all they want to do. Um, and go. so, it's 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 great. The weather, um, the weather is mostly beautiful, mostly gorgeous. Yeah. In the summertime, it gets really hot. 
I mean, so hot and rains every day and humid. Oh my God. But yeah, we're lucky we're retired. We have an air conditioned condo. We, we schedule our days so that we don't have to go out afternoon. Okay. And, um, so, you know, you just work around it, but it's fantastic. I love the storms, the rain. It's just, uh, it's magnificent. Some of these thunderstorms we get, it's just, you know, pretty cool. One of my favorite memories of rain was being in Puerto Vallarta. I had met somebody down there on a previous trip, uh, a Mexican guy, and I had come back down to see him and, and get away. And we were in a taxi going to the movies, and it was one of those torrential downpours on the cobblestone streets. And I really – we could have died. It felt like we might just die. But it was like one of the most romantic, like vivid memories of a wonderful time and a place. So I I like those afternoon downpours. (laughs) Uh, So the point is I've been learning Spanish. I may be joining you down there. So if uh, if there's any room (laughs) in the condos, let me know. Uh, we, we, we have an extra bedroom. And so <laughs> nice. uh, <laughs> my evil plan worked. All right. So yes. <laughs> naked boy singing is turning 25 this year, 25 years yeah. of this musical yeah. review. Does it feel like 25 years or does it feel like it flew by? Um, it, both, you know, it's just really fun. 25 years. My God, who would have thought, right. you know, um, but it really has been 25 years and there's been a lot happened in, in that 25 years. So, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. What was the germ of the idea? What inspired it? Well, you know, I was the artistic director of the celebration theater right? and it was the, the gay theater in LA. And of course I was always looking for a hit, uh, lo- always looking for, you know, um, money to right. do my show. Butts and there seats. was an article. What's that? Butts in seats. Yeah. Butts in seats. Clothed or not. Right. Um, <laughs> now, there was an article in the LA Times calendar section uh, one Sunday, and above the fold was a picture of a big, beautiful cow. Yeah. And. And it was an interview with Gordon Davidson, and he said he needed a cash cow. And that, think, oh, I do too. Right. <laughs> cash cows sound good, right? Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's good. Um, and I, I was, I smoked a joint. I was sitting on my, <laughs> my couch thinking, Okay, what's my audience like the most? Right. What, what, and and you know musicals. That was the first thing. Right. You know they love, they love musicals. And then what else? Well, nudity. Right. Um, when anybody called to get a ticket for any show, they would ask, "Is there nudity?" Right. And so so I thought, well, you want nudity? You want musicals? I'm going to give it to you. Right. And. And but I didn't want to do I I hate gratuitous nudity. I hate going to the theater and knowing somebody's going to be naked at some point. And all I do is wait for that moment. Right. You know, and I right. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to get it out of the way. You're going to own it. it. Absolutely, and uh, celebrate it. And uh, so I I put the word out for song submissions. I got uh, you know twenty five thirty. I don't know. And um, I was really fortunate that that, um, all my writers got what I was going to do, what I was trying to say, and and not exploit nudity, but use it. Nudity doesn't have to be sexual, you know? (laughs) There's more to nudity than sex. Um, It was at a time when there were certain plays, like there was a play I saw with Jeff Stryker, where he whipped oh it God. out. Yeah. And a friend of mine had this running joke that we wanted to do classic musicals uh, with the gay nude as the first two words of the musical, like gay nude, the most happy fella, uh, gay nude, <laughs> man of La Mancha. Um, and, and, and you sort of had that same idea, but you really took it all the way there. Um, yeah. what, what was your mission when you started out? What were you hoping to say with it? Well, I wanted to say... You know, I all I, I sort of wanted to put an end to nudity. 
I, I sort of wanted to say, okay, here you got it. You don't need any more. Right. Uh, uh, but I, you know, of course, there was the the butts in the seats was the uh, uh, you know real first motivation, really. Right. But I really wanted to do something that said something that uh, had a mission, had had a statement, and um, and I think I I found the the right songs that that did that, that told the story I wanted to tell. Well, I went back and looked at the movie version, which I think you guys did in like 2007, something like that. And, yeah. And I was really struck by how talented all the guys were. They were all ah, good at okay. moving and singing and dancing and acting. Like they, they weren't just like cute guys that would, you know, they were real t- uh, yeah. triple threats, as the kids say. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was it like to cast it initially? Were, did people get it right away? Did people not want to do the nudity? Like, how did that work? It's casting is is a is a problem. Um, a lot of people will be be naked. That's not a real issue. But to be a good singer and have you know a career going on, um, that's a little more risky. And then so and boyfriends, I lost uh, a, a few of, of my ri- original cast because their boyfriends wouldn't let them do it. Wow. Um, yeah. That yeah, penis they, is mine and only mine. It is not. That's right. Doing uh, equity waiver theater in Los Angeles. No. Um, no. Well, they could always hide behind the pole because the celebration always had that pole <laughs> that you had oh, to work into pole. every <laughs> every show. show. How did you deal uh-huh. with the pole? Did you have to make friends with the pole, or was it always? Well, a- yeah, you know, um, you make friends with the pole. It's there, so use it. So sometimes I would build it into the set, and sometimes, yeah. you know, it, it just would be there. It would you just know, be there. there. For, for those of you that have never been to the celebration, there was a pole, like, from the audience point of view, it was on the right, kind of like halfway down the step. It was just part of the building structure, and it had to be incorporated yeah. into every show. And so you make right. friends with it. I right. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it worked. <laughs> there was a one, one show we moved. Um, it, it moved from the celebration to the, um, oh, the, I think it's the, is the, the Zephyr that's out yeah, on Melrose. Yeah, the Zephyr. Yeah, Melrose. Yeah. Sure. We, we moved, uh, End of the World Party, which was a, uh, a set that took place in Fire Island. Yeah, and I love that show. Time. It was a beautiful show. And, yeah. and when we moved to the Zephyr, the, uh, the designer asked me, well, do you want the pole? And uh, <laughs> I had to think about that. Right, you're like, I, oh, that, the pony has been a thorn in my side for my whole <laughs> tenure here, and now I think I might need it. I might. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. did you end up incorporating a pole at the Zephyr, or did you go pole free? No, we we, we did it pole free. You, you did it pole free. I like that. Yeah. Would yeah. you get, you know, the, the nudity was a big draw, but would you get, people in the audience that took things a little too far that maybe wanted that brought a camera or how did you, how did you deal with, was there any kind of lasciviousness that was a little bit out of the spirit of what you're trying to do? Not really. No. Um, and this was before that, that, cell phones really. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there, there, there weren't anything that uh, one thing that I was, Really uh, scared me the first couple of previews. Uh, Kenny Kenny Werther and I would stand in the back of the theater and watch it fill up. And um, there was a guy came in with his oxygen t- t- tank right. and another with his, with his uh, walker. And I thought, holy shit, what have we done? We're gonna, we're we gonna kill that. This man is gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was that was the extent of it, and it didn't happen. What are it the, didn't happen. No. What are the practical aspects of working with a cast that is naked? Is it like, oh, we got to keep the theater a little warmer than usual? Or, like, are there just practical things that you don't think about? Um, keeping it warm is absolutely, uh, you know, everybody wants a, a warm yeah. room. <laughs> and nobody and has a pocket no. to put any props in? No, or microphones yeah. or anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, it. It's been a problem to mic it, you know, just uh, in Norway, uh, we used um, uh, like the Madonna mics, you know, yeah. for your head, and, you know, and so. Um, I love that you call them Madonna mics. That's what I think of as well. Madonna or Janet Jackson mics. Yeah, because they right. had nowhere to, nothing to attach anything to. Nothing, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
So that's, you know, always been an interesting issue that had, has to be overcome. When, um, when you were first mounting it, were there people that gave you a hard time that thought it was, I don't know, inappropriate or... Um, well, my board of directors, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. I, I told them, I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, I think I played the Naked Maid for them. Yeah, and it's they, one of the songs they didn't get it. written yeah. by David Pesner, who I know. Very clever song yeah. about a guy who Very makes, clever. makes money and, as and a maid. Safe. It's a very safe song, you yeah. know. There's nothing to, uh, it's you know, cute. Silly. Yeah, it's got a little double yeah. entendre to it, but it's right. fun. Right, it's fun, and uh, I played that for the board of directors, and they just sort of looked at each other and and um, never really commented. And I don't know that it, all of them ever even came to see it. Right, you know they yeah, and uh, sometimes I even get the feeling that the celebration theater is ashamed of it uh, sometimes you know um i think they, that i think that people are less uptight about nudity now i feel like it's yeah. different now don't you i mean so many people have been naked on the internet only fans all of that stuff i don't think it's as scandalous you want to know we've gone backwards i think interesting um, I think that there is more pressure. You know, things are uh, things aren't as free as they were back then. They really aren't. In the culture as a whole, for sure. Like with in drag queens being Yeah, look at God attacked. damn, what's happening with the drag queens, for Christ's sake? Yeah. You know, how can you attack a drag queen? Um, so it, it ha- it's gone backwards. I really do feel that way. When you're rehearsing it, how soon do they get naked? Is it not till like we're starting the final dress? No, first day. First day. Um, wow. Yeah. Actually, they the the first time they see each other naked is at the uh, photo call. We okay. are, we have to do the we have to do the photos and have them ready. And um, so that was that was the first first time that they were naked. And I always um, when I'm rehearsing a number, I'll stage it with with clothes on, and then I'll have them do it naked yeah. um, right, right away. I am a former dancer, and I like dancing in shoes. I don't like dancing barefoot. So that would have been a thing. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm going to have to get used to trying to turn barefoot, get, uh-huh. get those calluses going. It's a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I used to take uh, in in New York. I took a tap dance class with Tommy Toon. Oh wow! And, uh, and he always and liked he, people to be naked for sure. No, uh, I don't know. Well, no, this tap class not with Alexis Smith and those people. Right. But um, um, I learned to dance in clogs. Uh, <laughs> because wow. Tommy wore clogs in, in uh, the, the show Seesaw, right. and uh, and so um, clogs are great to dance in. Yeah. <laughs> what did you observe about the actors when they would do it? Do, would they find it sort of liberating and empowering? Would you see them sort of get more courageous Absolutely. in other areas of their life? You know, one of one of the the reasons that I I did the show and I wasn't afraid of the show is because in 1970, I appeared off-Broadway in the Astor Place Theater for over a year in a show called The Dirtiest Show in Town. Oh, wow. And uh, and I was uh, in the original cast of that. And uh, I was naked. And it felt good. And it was liberating. And I felt, if I can be naked on the stage like this, I can do anything. Right. It gave and you courage in other areas me, of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I know a, a lot of the other boys, uh, they, they, they have expressed that to me and they, they felt that. And so I wanted to sort of open people's eyes to nudity. Right. And I've gotten a lot of response to that. You know, oh, my God, I'm not ashamed of my body anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the dirtiest show in town? What was it like? Was it a review show oh my or was God. it a book show? Oh, my God. It started at La Mama. Right. Um, and it was a sort of a review, a skits, of sort of a series of skits of urban, you know, things. Uh, Tom Iron wrote it, who went on to do Dream Girls and lots of other things. Um it was 
It was fun because we moved it. We started at La Mama, and then we moved it to the Astor Place Theater. And, you know, we were all just kids, and we got our equity cards. And Wow, uh, you got your equity card we, for that. That's cool. Yeah. We didn't have yeah, any, a pocket yeah. to put it in, but you did get it. No, no. <laughs> Um, so I've I've been I've been sort of a proponent of of nudity yeah. for for many years. There there is so much sort of puritan uptightness in our culture around sexuality, nudity, any of that stuff, huh? and of course violence is everywhere, which is so twisted. Um, I have a friend that's that does nudist activities. He's part of a group, and we did a game night at his house that I hosted because I invented this party game, um, and we were naked for it. And it was surreal. It was kind of okay. I didn't yeah. love it. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I want to do this all the time. Here's what I observed, though. When you're naked, you don't want to snack as much. There were snacks available. I didn't feel like <laughs> eating the snacks for some reason. I didn't want – it felt weird to eat naked. I don't know. Just an observation. Did you enjoy nudism apart from these shows, or was that a thing I in your life? I love to be naked. If there's a naked beach within 100 miles, I'm there. You're into you it. Know. Oh, yeah. I'm not a nudist. Right. You know, I won't go to a nudist camp or anything, but I'll be naked. Yeah. You yeah. Like it. I, oh, yeah. It feels good. I would rather see a hot guy in a square cut bathing suit than naked. I, I like the gear. Like, I like the clothing. Oh, yeah. I think they're sexy oh, yeah. and the colors and the, the way the shine. Like, I'm in, more into that. But I, I can appreciate, you know, people that, that want to yeah. f- uh, fly free. Now, has the show ever? I read, I think, that it's been shut down. It's there's been scandals. Oh goodness! Oh goodness! Yes, um, I think the first time we were shut down, believe it or not, was in Provincetown. Really? Uh, yeah, and it's it was because a, a, a competitor. She was pissed off that the the Crown and Anchor was stealing her audience because. Everybody was coming to see Naked Boys, right? And so she 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 filed suit. She put a there was a cease and desist order, um, but they didn't make a stop. And yeah. so it was the best publicity you could possibly ever get. That feels I mean, like they, a, sh- we a film, packed. a short film waiting to happen. The the time that the <laughs> it's got a little bit of that Harper Valley PTA kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've got naked yeah. people. It's got all the elements you need. So uh-huh, they tried to uh-huh. shut it down in P Town. It, it didn't they, succeed. It didn't succeed. They tried to shut it down in Minneapolis, um, Atlanta, and Provincetown, and I think someplace else. I can't remember. Wow. Um, That's oh, pro- oh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, they tried uh, to shut it down. Oh, they did shut us down in you Puerto know what? Rico. The, 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 the cocks might have just been too amazing in Puerto Rico. They, people might not have been able to handle it. Well, the problem was it was a, you know, a fundamentalist, um, and we were going to be in the uh, uh, civic theater, the uh, city-owned theater, the Tapia, beautiful, beautiful colonial theater. And um, there was this Carlos Sanchez who didn't want it there. And uh, so we performed the show in an empty theater for the six of the town fathers, and they walked out at intermission. Wow. And so we thought, oh, we've got a problem here. And so they shut us down. Were you there um, for it? You were there in Puerto Rico? Wow. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was fun. Yeah. (laughs) I love Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is wonderful. Did you get it back up and running, or was that it? Um, Eventually, uh, and in, in a different venue. Yeah, um, we had to we had to change everything. But a little a little story about being shut down, and I was there. The uh, the producers got um, the cops to come, and a lot of people because there was they were maybe a little afraid that there might be a little riot yeah. uh, going on because the show was being closed down. Yeah, and. Yeah. And I was there with, you know, with the crowd and this feisty little lady came up and, and put a, you know, a, a microphone, a tape mic in, in my face. And she said, this is a gay show, isn't it? And I said, well, <laughs> yes, it was conceived for a gay audience, but straight women love it. And how, when was the last time you saw eight penises standing in a row, you know? Doing a kick And on. she said... Yeah. And she said, honey, I still go to the baths. 
Oh, wow. And she was transsexual. She was Christina Hayworth, and she was one of the drag queens that, that uh, rioted at Stonewall. Wow. So she, and so I, I mean, that breathtaking moment to find. Yes. And so we had so much fun. <laughs> we picketed out front of the mayor's office and room, uh, home, and she was feisty. She would, she was fantastic. I loved her, Christina Hayworth. We had a good time. Yeah, in Puerto Rico, that sounds like another. She short was exiled. She was exiled uh, to Puerto Rico because of of Stonewall and everything else that was going on. Wow. And uh, I promised her I wouldn't tell her tell any of the the details of what what happened. Um, but she she moved to Puerto Rico, and I I think she went to New York. Then every year for the parade, she would be one in, in one of the cars on the parade. Uh, but but she she was basically. And you hadn't no she 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 was ta- talking about uh, picketing and everything, and she says you know. These people know not to mess with me because I'm their mother and their papa, too. <laughs> she would grab her junk. Wow. So she was your big uh, big activist down in uh, Puerto Rico when you were stuck there. She was great. Have there been people that came to the show that, that, that surprised you, surprising fans that you wouldn't think they would appreciate that kind of a show, but there they were? Not anybody specifically, right? But but I was surprised at how popular it became with bachelorette parties. Oh sure, you know, that that was the our lifeblood uh, in New York for so many years. That uh, bachelorette parties, right? They um, would come and uh, fill those seats and misbehave. They were bad. They would drink. They'd vomit in the ladies' room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they were there to, to, you know, to have a good time, and uh, and and so they did. So, but it's it, the show really needs women in the audience because if it's an all gay older audience, they're bored because they've seen all of this and it isn't sexy, and uh, they want to see sex. But the women who come have never seen anything like this, and they scream and hoot and holler and get every joke, and it's you need women in the audience. That is so interesting because you know a lot of times you'll go to gay bars and there'll be a bachelorette party in there and they're all drunk and messy and there's a part of you that's yeah. like you know what you're killing the vibe ladies um but they are great in an audience of naked boy singing you need them absolutely you need them you yeah. really need them yeah. yeah the show has a lot of heart as well and a lot of sort of serious Thank moments you. can you talk a little yeah. bit about those themes and why they were important to have in the mix the New York producers fought me. Um, they didn't want anything serious in it. Uh, and I said, you have to, you know, that's the, the balance of the show. You've got to, you know, you have to have serious moments. Um, and so actually I wrote, uh, Chris, look what you missed. Um, and I wrote it because two reasons I wanted to express what it's like to be a survivor of AIDS, right. what, it's, what it's like to lose a loved one and continue. Right. Um, and, and, and that's what I wanted to do. Also, I wanted to do a reverse strip. You know, he starts out naked and he ends up clothed. He ends up clothed. So, yeah. yeah so you, I, I kind of wanted to get that in too. Can you describe what that song's about for people that haven't seen the show? Oh my God, Chris, um, was a painter he he lived with peter and me um for a while um a beautiful beautiful man he died of aids and he was just full of life and so i really i'm we weren't lovers or anything but i really wanted to to express like i said you know what what it's like to to be left um and so i I think I captured that in 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 the song. Um, I hope so. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful and, moment in the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they they cut it in a, a lot of productions. It's you know it's it's you know it's about AIDS. Who cares? Um, you know, which kind of breaks my heart. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the other song. Um, Ramy Sharoni wrote uh, Window to Window, 
And it's a really interesting song because, you know, it's two it's guys. It's two guys, right? Yeah. 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 And then, then they finally get together and that all ties into the, the climax, the finale and everything. And that, that all, all comes together. And then there's so, there's a little bit of romance. You yeah. know, I wanted, I needed romance too. In the original, production and if you, if you saw that i had a dance uh with with the two guys and it was beautiful it was a pas de deux that uh they you know they were naked and they just did this leaps and you know it was beautiful right. um but i i had to cut that and i think the original la production is the only one who who had that wow i love a pas de deux uh, oh it was beautiful yeah it was beautiful Travis Payne choreographed that. Right on. I know that name as well. Um, did yeah. you ever think of doing a sequel or doing expanding on it? Or has it always sort I, of been the original format? No, I, I did what was intended as a straight sequel. And it was called Hanging Out. Wow. And, uh, and uh, I did that in 2009, I think. And I had three women and three men. And, and it was a heterosexual um, and it was a big hit. I mean, really the people, the straight people, cause it was safe. Right. They could come with their, with their spouses or anybody. And it was, it was safe, um, and to have it mixed. Where was and it? Where again, I had at the, called the Macha Theater. I've heard of uh, that. Right. Yeah. It's right down next to Hugo's down yeah. on Santa Monica. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like a barn shape. Yeah. I know that. theater. Yeah. 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 Not a good theater. Yeah. Um, but, um, I did it there and people loved it, but I couldn't keep a cast. You know, that's always my problem is, uh, I, I couldn't, I had great people and, uh, they, you know, they got other jobs yeah. and it was, you know, like I said, it's really hard to cast. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really had to, had to, to close it and that was too bad. I have, I have some good songs in that one. Yeah. <laughs> For your actors, I imagine that they're quite concerned with diet and exercise and how they look. And I, I, I imagine it's not a show where everyone's well, like, I brought cupcakes you know, <laughs> there's cupcakes backstage if anyone wants them. How much was that talked about? Or were these just guys that, that, that looked this they, way? It just depended on where. Um, yeah. In Here in Puerto Vallarta, they didn't care. They, they didn't care how they looked. Yeah, um, there was more diversity we were, of body types. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we were going to give them memberships to the gym and nobody cared. And and so it was all right with me. I yeah. like the different body types, and if yeah. they're a little fat, that's no problem. Yeah. Um, and and so that wasn't a big issue, but I know personally that everybody, you know, watch watch their diet. Yeah, because I I looked at the, I went back and looked at the movie, and those guys are all fit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were they yeah. were like this thing's going to be on Amazon for the rest of uh, Amazon didn't exist yet, <laughs> but this is going to stream forever. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, so they felt a little pressure. But I imagine now there's a little bit more um, diversity of what's considered uh, sexy in our, in our community, possibly. Is that is that something you've well, observed? Not really. You know, <laughs> no, it's still, you know what? You go on Instagram, you're like, you know what? I need to, I, yeah, I, 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 there's a lot of pressure to yeah, try to pull it together. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. Um what do you miss about L.A. being in Puerto Vallarta? Nothing. Nothing. Um, <laughs> nothing. I'm sorry. Um, what do I miss about L.A.? I, you know, I've been back once, I think. Yeah. I don't really have, I have friends there, of course, right. but, you know, they're dying. Um, so that makes it <laughs> not as urgent to, uh, to, to go to L.A., How's the healthcare um, in Mexico? Excellent. I just had a hip replacement just a, a month ago. Um, I'm still using the cane, and um, I just got my final X-rays done this morning. Um, excellent. Excellent. Uh, at the most American insurance companies 
uh, won't accept Mexican health. So we we got our own insurance, and uh, and it and it works. You know, it, it did. I was very happy with it with the way they handled my hip replacement. It's uh, yeah, yeah, very good to hear. and it's so easy. Oh, it's so easy. There aren't these big fancy offices with a million assistants running around and and everything. You know. There's a maybe an aluminum chair, and uh, you know it's just not fancy. But it they do it's good because yeah. it's not yeah. fancy. Yeah, and dentistry. Yeah, I'm I'm putting out a lot of money on too. dentistry this this year, and it's like, why don't you just take my car? Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah. come to Mexico for dentistry. All right, uh, or a facelift. <laughs> I might need both. <laughs> um, getting back to naked boy singing, are there? Yeah. You know, you've had a long odyssey with it. It's been 25 years. Are there memories of it that you'll always remember, like opening night? Or is there a, something that's super vivid about well, the journey I, of it? I already told you about Christina Hayworth. That was yeah. just really the 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 highlight of, uh, of experiences from, from the show. Yeah. That was yeah. just... Uh, you know, I'm still getting goosebumps that, that uh, you know, we ha- oh, we were running around at four in the morning. Um, any... Any of them? Um, no, it's it's. I've seen the show in Norway and Amsterdam, and you know, all over the place, and directed it actually in Norway and Amsterdam. Oh, how fun! Um, yeah, <laughs> um, they are much easier um, uh, about it um, about being naked. Uh, I can, you know, opening nights are always, always lots of fun. Yeah. You know, everybody, because the, 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 the comment that I've always heard the most is it's not what I expected. Yeah. That's, that's what people say. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, expecting, (laughs) I don't know exactly what all they're expecting, but, uh, you know, that's not, it's not what they expected. And so, it, it, you know, I like that. I love, I love hearing the effect that it has on, on people's lives, you know, how it's, how it's changed lives. And it's made some money because it's been going for so long and for the different writers. Has it been lucrative or just a little, you they no. get a check once in a while and it's better than nothing or like, what's that part of it been like? The problem with the show is there are 13 writers. Yeah. And and so the pot isn't very big right. to, to to divide, and usually the venues are pretty small. And uh, there's my husband there. Hi. Um, <laughs> the the uh, venues are pretty small, and so they don't generate a lot of of money. Right. Um, just little trickles here and there. Yeah, I got yeah. a nice, yeah, I got a nice uh, royalty this year. I was I was happy with that. Nice. Yeah, you so, maybe yeah. went out and got some enchiladas. Oh, man, I just want to move to Mexico and live that yeah, life. I, I've been learning Spanish for the last couple of years, so maybe I'm... Well, you're, I, I don't... Mm, uh, my husband speaks fluent, sort of, right. um, and, and I don't really speak it at all, but I get... I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot of living in it, but um, there's always somebody close by who will speak English. And I had that situation this morning, getting that x-ray on my hip. Uh, The technician didn't speak a word of English. And I don't, and so he had to go out and find somebody who did and brought him in. And uh, and so he he could tell me what, how to put my robe on. Right. Do you miss theater going to the theater? Because I know a lot of performers come down and do shows in in Puerto Vallarta, but do you miss things like the Amundsen and like big Broadway musicals? Yeah, Broadway. Um, I would love to, you know, see uh, some like it hot. You know, there's right. so so many things. It seems like this is a really hot season that they they they've had. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We miss it. Uh, haven't been there since 2012. So uh, my partner 2006. Um, so. You know, we just haven't been there for that long. Sure. And and there isn't a lot to offer here. Yeah. Not theater. There's there's no theater. There are drag queens and uh, tribute shows. 
Right. You know, there's, there's, you know, Smokey Robinson and Patsy Cline, you know, all those people, they do, they do tribute shows. And so there's, there's not a lot of, not a lot of theater. We were sort of the exception. Yeah. uh, When when we were running. I love that. Um, Were there romances that would begin in your shows? Would people hook up or fall in love? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In Australia, the, uh, uh, in Sydney, the stage manager and the lighting designer, a man and a woman. Um, the stage manager was a, a woman and the, and they have kids now and, you know, they, so the that, big romance they, to come out of naked boy singing is a straight couple. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Would, would you ever notice like the vibe change in a cast and you're like, Oh, those two f- people hooked up and now it's weird. No, Good. no, I, I never, uh, experienced that. Um, I know that. Uh, a couple of uh, Peter, will you answer the door? It's uh, Diego. Um, I might leave that. I could cut that out of the thing, but I might leave it in because I just love that Diego showed up because I <laughs> I have an image. But anyway, and, uh, and uh, Diego's really cute, and yeah. he's our our masseur, and he brings us tacos. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And that's all I need to get me through my the rest of the day. Um, yeah. So, um, before I let you go, people can watch the movie online still, right? Uh, it's available if they want, if they're curious about this. Cause I did. Um, where did you find it? I found it on, uh, Deku, uh, which was a, uh-huh. if you, if you go to amazon.com or Amazon prime, there is a, uh-huh. it, you can get it through Deku and you get a week free. So I did that. Um, oh. yeah. So it's, it's possible. Yeah. I have a high school friend from Ligonier, Indiana. Yeah. Um, she found it on Netflix, right um, on. but this was, this was, uh, quite a, quite a while, a while ago. ago. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it still pops yeah. up. The soundtrack's out it's there. It's out there. It's out, it's there. out there. Yeah. 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 And uh-huh. I think there's a production in New York now. Is that right? Is there a small production? Well, the, the small production, I, maybe 50 seats or something. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, and they just closed in Sao Paulo. There's a, a pending production, okay, in Palm Springs and in um, another one in New York and London. Yeah. There's another. I think it's been in London five times. That's you know, amazing. It gets revived all the time. Yeah. In preparing for this interview, I didn't want to be a gross gay guy with a with p- penis questions. But was uh-huh. there ever anyone that's penis was so noteworthy for whatever reason that you're like, oh, this is drawing focus or this is a thing. Because I'll tell you a story. I was in a production of HMS Pinafore. Uh, we were all wearing white sailor pants. And a couple of days before opening, we all get dance belts to wear, the sailors. And this is not a heavy dance show. We get uh-huh. them, everyone, the whole, all the, the whole chorus. And we're like, what is, you know, okay, whatever. Yeah. Well, it turns out there was one guy in the cast who was so well endowed Uh that it was drawing focus. Like, Uh and the director was this older lesbian. And my my friend who was assisting her later told me the story of her saying, well, Jim, I've gotten used to it and you've gotten used to it, but the audience isn't going to get used to it. So we all got dance belts to try to mitigate this problem. This is not related to your show in any way, but I guess you get the idea. Was there ever, was that ever, was there ever like... in Sydney, um, <laughs> of course, there was <laughs> there was this big guy. I can't remember his name. He was just a big, beefy right. guy, and, and a lot of uh, production and and the the original new LA production. I had one. I had a ninth player who didn't sing, right? And he was he was just sort of decoration. <laughs> um, so this big guy in 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 Sydney, Australia, he comes out. And he's got this enormous, shiny Prince Albert oh, yeah. <laughs> dangling from this big dick. Right. You know, it really, <laughs> it was, uh, it could have, it, it was distracting. Of course well, you noticed. The Prince Albert is the thing. Did you tell him to take it out or did it, was it part of the show? No, it was just part of the show. It was just part We're of just, the show. You got used to yeah. it. You got used to yeah. it, just like we did back yeah. in college with my uh, yeah. cohort. When you were directing it and working with the actors, was it? Did it feel just like another show, another cast, or was there was there oh, yeah. something different about it because of the nudity? Or once you got over no. it, it was just like any other show. 
Yeah, it was just like any other show. Yeah. Um, the nudity in, in Oslo, it was funny. We were rehearsing in a, in a sort of a loft kind of place right off the freeway. And, and the freeway off-ramp went right by a window that looked right into our area. Amazing. And the boys at first were just kind of shy. You know, yeah. oh, there's that window. Well, by the second week, they were performing in that window because you know, it was fun to, yeah. <laughs> to show off in that window. Um, yeah. It was called It was called Naked Boy Singing. What was the oldest kind of cast member you probably had? Probably Dan Barron, who was in Atlanta. Yeah. And as a, a, a matter of fact, he is here in Vallarta, and I'm going to have lunch with him on the Sunday, I think. Nice. Uh, just coincidentally. But I think he was like 42 when we did it in Atlanta, and that was that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and so... I think he was. I he think I think he was the oldest. Yeah. Um, but it didn't matter, you know. It really didn't matter. Yeah. And he was uh, awfully nice to look at everywhere. It is. It's been really fun to talk to you. Congrats on this landmark thing and uh, on your move to Mexico. I'm inspired by it. Uh, thank you. It's in the background. Come down. Yeah. You you've been here already, so yeah, you I know what. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've had a good time there. Here's my final question. What has it meant to you to have this show in your life? Oh my God! What an adventure! What uh, I feel so lucky to have have met Christina Hayworth, gone to Norway, to Oslo, to you know, and every every place I go, because the show's all sort of on its feet, but hasn't opened yet. I go as a consultant or right. something like that, and in, um, in Sao Paulo, I did that. And um, I don't remember what I was going to say about that. But, this is your final uh, question, too. I know. <laughs> well, you know what? Diego probably walked in, and that could that could throw everything off. But just, can you see Diego? Yeah. No, there he is. Hi, Diego. There he is. Hey, Diego. The... You weren't lying. Diego's sweet. Hi, Diego. Yeah. All right. He's wonderful. All right. He's our boy. I like yeah. it. Nice. Uh-huh. Um. You were just talking about the adventures that you had and the different places. That well, yes. What, are, what what does the show meant to me? Um, I have I have to admit I have one disappointment about the show, which is, is because it's a career thing. It's um, I wanted a career, not just a show. I would like to have been a, a director who did you know go from show to show, right? Um, and and that just didn't quite happen, and and so you know. So what now? You know, twenty-five years. It's uh, I'm real proud of that, and uh, and have gotten so much out of it. Oh my God, um, you know the people. The you know, it's 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 been it's been a great great adventure. Do you feel like it, on a resume it didn't look good to some people, or did, is it hard I, to say? You know, I see some of my actors. One of my actors, I saw his resume after you know, and it, it wasn't on it. You know, it, some people just don't don't put it on on their resume. It makes me furious. <laughs> Do you have yeah. any souvenirs from the show that you took with you to Puerto Vallarta? I gave almost. I donated almost everything to the One Institute um, because I collected so much stuff, and so yeah. I have I have a few pictures. I have a, some posters, um, but. You wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't know. You don't have um, any costumes because there weren't any. That's right. That's right. All right, Robert. It's been really fun talking to you. Thank you yeah, so no, much for doing you. this, and congrats well, on twenty-five years. And uh, thank you so much. I'll see you sometime in Vallarta. I may have a, a U-Haul behind me. We'll see. Well, you know, just <laughs> ring my bell. <laughs> I love it. Let me know. It would be great to see you in person. Yes, I would love to get down there again for sure. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks again to Robert Schrock. If you haven't seen Naked Boy Singing, you can probably find the movie online. I found it on a website called Deco. It's very fun, very entertaining, very musical, very naked. All right, so this happened. Last week, I watched the Brooke Shields documentary that people are talking about, Brooke Shields' Pretty Baby, uh, with a couple friends of mine. And, I mean, I remember Brooke in the 80s being everywhere, being everything. I remember... The Blue Lagoon coming out, that movie. I remember her being on the cover of People magazine. 
I remember her Calvin Klein ads. And in high school, I would have been like a senior in high school when those ads were popular. And I was a speech and drama kid. So we competed in speech and drama tournaments around the state. And there was one contest where they had this duo acting um, category. And so me and a friend of mine got into that and they would give you a prompt and then you had to come up with a scene. Like you had like a half hour or whatever. So it was kind of improv but you had a little bit of time. And they didn't do this at every contest. It was very rare. But me and my friend Vicky decided to do duo acting in this challenge. And I don't know what the prompt was, but we decided to do a parody of the Brooke Shields, you know, it comes between me and my Calvin's nothing commercial. You know, they were everywhere. It was all over the place. So we did this parody. I don't remember anything that we said, but that was the gist of it. And Vicky was modeling, and I was coaxing her, and we got kind of almost disqualified because the judges thought it was too dirty. Like, it was almost like we, it was shameful, whatever we did. Whatever we did up there was shameful. But I think, I don't remember what exactly it was, but I think it was of a piece with what that was, which was, you know, Brooke being very sexualized and adults being scandalized but going along with it um and that was kind of one of the themes of this documentary is that she was sort of the face and body of child and teen sexuality when in real life she was a virgin and you know a hard worker and a good girl but you know she was put into this world and what that felt like and the compartmentalization that's a word i kept saying a syllable at a time She's dealing with an alcoholic mother. She's got all of these eyes on her all the time. I just thought it was interesting and that that very cool that Brooke came through it and and lived to tell a tale and seems to be a thoughtful, together woman and artist and mother. Um, One of the things that struck me, though, watching the documentary is how beautiful she was. I know the whole point is beauty shouldn't determine everything. And I was watching this documentary going, oh, my God, she's beautiful. At every age, every age they showed her at, you just can't believe it. I just otherworldly beauty. And it would be like there would be like a video of her as a as an adult in the nineties on Oprah and you're like, she's stunning. Or like when she's eleven doing Ivory Soap or whatever it was, you're like, I can't believe it. <laughs> the blue lagoon footage, I can't believe the beauty. Like more than like the supermodels, more than Cindy Crawford, to me, at this point looking back. Although at the time, I don't remember thinking that. I mean, obviously she was. She was a beautiful model. But I I was just knocked out during this documentary at how super stunning she was. All right, that's enough for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I want to give a shout out to AJ Sousa for mixing the episodes. My theme music is by Mark Daniels for Placement Music. We'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye.